0: Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Monday, April 26th. I've had my shot. Sue, you had your shot over the weekend. Did you feel any side effects? I know you really didn't feel anything. Mm -mm. I felt like I had a a flu, like a major flu for 24 hours or just less than that. A lot of people have felt effects. So what does this mean? Is it normal and can we manage it when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine or... Any vaccine for that matter, we'll catch up with Dr. Ted Jablonski, our on-call family physician, for some answers.
1: You know what made me feel sick was filling up my gas tank on the Ooh. weekend. What the heck happened? You may have experienced a little bit of sticker shock. Gas prices in this city climbing close to a dollar thirty a litre. Wow, what's happening in Calgary? Why the price is so high? That's the question we asked Dan McTagg. He's the president of Canadians for Affordable Energy. You want to hear what he has to say?
0: The Vivo Center for Healthier Generations, if you live in Coventry, if you live in the Northeast, you know about this. It's barely a big operation, going to get bigger. Uh, Their ambitious expansion project kicks off this week. In fact, you're going to be emceeing it Mm -hmm. soon. Uh, So it sounds very spectacular. We'll get all the details you need to know.
1: And as a parent, a grandparent, if you have a little one in your life who carries around their favorite toy, you know the devastation when they put it down or lose it. And we are going to find out the story about Larry. Uh, We talked to our executive producer, Mike Tarasco. Larry is his three-year-old daughter's favorite stuffy. And Larry got lost at Costco. They thought he was gone forever. Was he? No. It'll restore your (laughs) faith in humankind. Listen to this story. You are going to love it. 7.20 7.20 now and the vaccine rollout here in Alberta has gained momentum now that the age range was lowered last week. So did you get the shot? I know I got mine on the weekend. Is there a, a chance, though, that we may, and the majority of us certainly reporting it, feeling a little bit off the day after? So to talk about the potential side effects after you get your COVID-19 vaccine, we are joined this morning by our on-call family physician, Dr. Ted Jablonski. Good morning, Dr. Jay. Good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Now Andy felt quite ill after he got his shot, flu-y kind of feeling and yep. had the chills. I had nothing after my shot yeah. Saturday. So <laughs> what is it that makes some have side effects and others not?
2: Yeah, so you're both correct because the stats show both sides of it. So this is an immune response. The whole point of getting a vaccine is it it's to make your immune system to do something. When you get the flu, when you get a cold, your immune system reacts, and that's actually the symptoms you feel. It's actually not the bug that you're feeling. It's your immune system response to it. So very common things, sore arm, fatigue, chills, fever, feeling flu-like, headache, very rarely diarrhea. Those are the common ones. And the vast majority of people get very little, mild, at worst, moderate
0: so I'm wondering, you know, and we talk about the COVID-19 vaccine, but we could really bottom line this to potential side effects for any vaccine, couldn't we?
2: Correct. And I would say on on average, I would say I'm seeing less trouble with the COVID-19 vaccine grouping than, say, seasonal flu or mm. a lot of other vaccines we give. So this is really a very good news story. We are giving millions and millions of vaccines out. So if this was a vaccine or a vaccine group that was really problematic... This would be very very difficult so thankfully it's a grouping that causes very minimal symptoms for the most part now you can get a more serious adverse event as they're recognized and this could be more of a local reaction a true allergic reaction or anaphylaxis right where you get a shot and actually uh you had a huge immune uh, response which could be very uh life-threatening right thankfully those people generally people who get anaphylactic response have already had multiple anaphylactic responses in their life this isn't the first event they know they're highly allergic to things so we need to be very very careful in that very small group of people
1: before we let you go a texter actually asked was because i had not had any reaction and andy did could you take it that maybe your body you've already had covid and your body's not reacting as much or is that yeah. just so kind a of- very
2: common question okay. but no not at all okay um and it doesn't mean if you don't react like Sue, because you didn't react, doesn't mean the vaccine didn't work well for you. Right. Or Andy, if you're know, you react very, very strongly, that means, oh, you've got great protection. Really doesn't mean much of anything. But I will say this, the second booster or the booster shot definitely provokes more of an immune response than the first one because your body's now seen it. So when it sees it again, it mounts a little bit more dramatic response. So everyone getting a second shot is going to know it a little bit more than the first one, particularly.
0: Well, and if you know going in, yeah, that you to be helps. prepared, right? Uh, just, we, no, we, absolutely. Just 10 seconds left, though. I'm wondering, should we take a Tylenol or an ibuprofen uh, after we get our shot? Is that a good idea?
2: I, I would just wait. So okay. for the most part, we say just wait. If you get symptoms, you can absolutely manage them with Tylenol, Advil, Aleve, etc. But don't do anything prophylactically or pre-immunization. Just get it see what happens because okay. nothing may happen.
1: Thank you, Dr. J. Appreciate it.
2: Okay, you betcha.
1: That is Dr. Ted Jablonski, our on-call family physician. A twelve. Wow! Talk about sticker shock. Gas stations around the city charging nearly a buck thirty for a liter of regular gasoline right now. We're joined this morning by the president of Canadians for Affordable Energy, Dan McTagg, to discuss these crazy high prices. Good morning to you, Dan.
2: Yeah, good morning, Sue and
1: Gandy. Okay, what is behind all of this? What's going on?
2: Well, what's happened, I think, is that gas stations have finally decided that uh, beating each other up. and suppressing their, what's called the retail margin, what it takes for them to turn on their pumps, uh, maybe over temporarily at least. And they're now charging uh, about a 15, 14, 15 centiliter uh, margin. Uh, basically, the cost in the past has seen, you know, gas stations uh, uh, charge anywhere from zero to three to five cents a liter, but 15 is pretty significant. That's because... Most gas stations in Calgary cost them about uh, about a buck twelve to buy their fuel taxes in. So the difference between a dollar twenty seven point nine that I'm seeing a lot of stations versus the dollar twelve is uh, is really the amount that the gas stations allow themselves or are permitted to allow themselves uh, to compete against each other. But it's pretty clear that. It's not just uh, Calgary. It's also true. Uh, I did an interview yesterday with your sister station uh, in, uh, in, in Winnipeg, and, and it was the same number, twenty seven with 13, 14, 15 cent retail margins. So something is afoot. Uh, perhaps they're not making enough money and they're realizing it, uh, or we may be uh, on the cusp edge of a uh, breakout in prices, not this week or next week, but uh, likely when the pandemic begins to recede. I think we're going to start to see prices uh, charge uh, north.
0: You know, it's interesting because you mentioned Winnipeg, Dan, but I'm wondering uh, throughout the province, are there any deals to be had or is everybody across the province of Alberta is seeing that sticker shock?
2: No, it really depends on the town that you're in. and the I mean, when wholesale price differences are, say, 2.4 cents a litre difference between ourselves here in Calgary versus Edmonton, you're seeing prices much lower there. Uh, of course, there are uh, gas stations that still offer cheaper prices. Uh, Regina, uh, Saskatoon weren't as expensive. But it's, it, there is uh, perhaps something a little bit more to all of this, and that's maybe perhaps the idea that re- retailers can no longer afford to beat each other up to the point where they're losing money. Uh, people aren't going to their stores to buy their other goods to offset uh, any potential losses in, uh, in, you know, in compressing those retail margins. So I think uh, over the next month or so, we're going to continue to see inexplicably high prices uh, absent competition, as we've seen in the past, mostly because there's really nowhere else for gas stations to to, to be able to pay to turn on their pumps. And the idea that you can compete with, uh, say, for instance, a big box store like Costco, uh, who has a membership fee, doesn't honour all credit cards, those are real costs for most gas stations. And I think they're basically realising, look, if everybody wants to go to Costco, that's fine, but we can't afford to continue to uh, to bleed red ink. Our banks uh, and our lenders and our uh, are basically those who are selling us our fuel uh, won't be as generous uh, in the days to come.
1: Do you think uh, that as we move into the summer driving season, or or you mean you mentioned you know kind of coming out of COVID, but even into the summer driving season, do you think prices will continue to go up? And and how how much are they allowed to charge on top of what they pay?
2: Well, they can charge anything they want to, but we know that the wholesale price is there. Today, it's 75 cents a litre. You know the federal tax is 10 cents, the provincial tax is 13 cents on every litre of gasoline, and you have the federal uh, carbon tax of 8.84 cents a litre, and you have to multiply that all by, a dollar, uh, by, uh, by 5% GST. Um, I, I sense that the once the bad news on the pandemic is behind us, and it's kind of hard to say that when you see what's happening in countries like India, where uh, demand has to drop uh, if only because we're now dealing with a uh, third wave, which looks a lot more like a significant crisis. Until we get beyond that, I think these are probably the highest prices we're going to see here in, in the nation, in Calgary. Uh, We're likely to see prices perhaps even drop over the next couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. starting as early as Wednesday uh, on the wholesale side. But once this is behind us, look out. Uh, Demand is going to roar right back. Uh, A lot of producers are not getting back into the business, and we don't have to go very far right here in Canada. We, we've basically stuck a fork in our, in our, in our ability to, uh, to sell oil to the rest of the world. So the rest of the world is in a situation where uh, there isn't just enough uh, you know, supply to go around. We may very well find ourselves uh, into a circumstance where five, dollar forty might be the new normal right across the province here.
0: Very interesting times. Thanks for breaking it down for us, Dan. We appreciate it.
2: Paul, thanks for having me again, Eddie. And Sue. Cheers.
0: That is Dan McTagg, president of Canadians for Affordable Energy and more online at affordableenergy.ca. At
1: 844, tomorrow is the official groundbreaking ceremony to celebrate the launch of a huge project in north central Calgary designed for the community by the community. And joining us with details is Cynthia Watson, chief evolution officer at Vivo. Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning, Sue. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, it's in my hood, so I know all about it. But for those who don't, tell us a little bit about Vivo.
3: Well, we're super thrilled. Uh, Vivo means to live, and we are a charity committed to inspiring Canadians of all generations to live a healthy life, whether at home, school, work, play, in the community, or at the facility.
0: All right, let's talk about what will uh, be included in the project, what will look different, what will people notice, Cynthia?
3: I think what they'll notice is that um, we are going to be Featuring a first-of-its-kind indoor park and an outdoor community hug, which is going to serve as much-needed gathering spaces, and we're also super excited to include an aquatic expansion, which will be more of like a lakeside spa experience with a fire pit, a six-lane 25-meter pool, sauna, and steam rooms.
1: This is awesome. I mean, this is going to make this, you know, rec center basically into something so much bigger and better. It's really exciting, and I know jobs will be created, and it's a $62 million expansion. So this. This is a big project, isn't it?
3: It sure is, and we are super excited to be able to offer um, 320 good-paying jobs for, for Calgarians and other Albertans, and we'll also have the added benefit of having about 60 more jobs to add into the community post-expansion.
0: Oh, good stuff there. So the shovel, and the, I'm assuming you get one of those big ribbons Socially distant for the cutting tomorrow with the groundbreaking. uh, How long will the project take between tomorrow's groundbreaking and uh, the doors being opened
3: on the expansion? We're anticipating that the project's going to take between 18 and 20 months to finish. And obviously, if we can get it done sooner, we're going to want to do that.
1: Now, I know, Cynthia, still raising a bit of money for the last bit of the expansion. But I wanted you to tell us, uh, uh, just kind of paint a quick picture for folks, if you can, about the indoor, uh, the park that's being built. Because, as you said, it's one of a kind it is
3: so we've been asking for the the community for the last number of years what's really important for them to live a healthy life and there were three things that really came to mind it was about connection to nature and the environment connection to others and connection to self so this community indoor park is really a reflection of that we're really proud to have sport and recreation spaces but this was really an opportunity to create a space and a place for overall community well-being
0: good stuff looking forward to it and i can't wait to check it out. Uh, Sue is going to be emceeing your uh, grand opening.
1: Yeah, so, uh, there is. So there's some good
0: stuff. you get got some real real firepower there. But also, she's <laughs> we'll most <be> excited. excited. <laughs> she's excited. We'll be for, ha- go ahead, sorry.
1: Oh, we'll
3: be happy to have your voice there, Sue, tomorrow. Um, I'm excited for it, too.
0: She's excited to check out that new pool in 18 to You're twenty. You're not months, kidding. So. Uh, thank you so much, Cynthia. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. That is Cynthia Watson, uh, Watson, who's CEO, that's Chief Evolution Officer at Vivo. More online at vivo.ca. 8.50, it's Mornings with Sue and Andy, and anyone with kids can relate to our next guest and the story he's about to deliver. Executive producer Mike Tarasco joins us now, and Mike, uh, it's a big promise because you said you promised a story <laughs> that's going to stir emotion mm-hmm. in the heads and hearts of our listeners. Uh, but you know, any parent who's been through something similar, they're going to be you're going to really strike a nerve.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. So last Tuesday, we headed to Costco. Myself and my daughter, she's three years old. Mm-hmm. And of course, every three year old has their favorite toy. Yep. Right? So her favorite toy is Larry. Larry is a little stuffed leopard that Telus actually gave away many, many years ago as one of their little critters as a giveaway. Adorable. Adorable, cute little yep. guy. Anyway, so we go, we get some, some, some gas, and then we run in to uh, because I wanted to get some shoes, which I'm wearing today. Which oh, beautiful they're, shoes. They're lovely. They're lovely. Shiny they're lovely. And, yep. Anyway, uh, she puts Larry down. Oh no! And of First course, mistake. I don't notice because I'm trying on shoes. Mm-hmm. We go, we cash out, we go and pick up dinner to, to take home because you can't beat a dollar fifty hot dog. <laughs> and we hop in the car, and I say to Shelby, to, to my daughter, "Where's Larry? Larry's in Costco." <laughs> oh. oh no! Dagger awesome. through the heart. No! Anyway, we run back in. Can't find him anywhere. Ask multiple employees. Mm-hmm. Go to the return desk. Go to the membership didn't desk. Didn't remember
1: exactly where she put her no, stuff down. No, so here's oh, the thing: when we went in,
4: she was insisting that she put it on top of the sweaters on a table near the shoes. She's like, "He was right there. Right, he's right there." Anyway, somebody scooped him up. Right, so can't find him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll we'll call in the morning and hopefully we'll we'll find Larry. So anyway, she cries all the way home.
0: Oh. We get home,
4: mom sits her down and says Larry's just having a sleepover at Costco. I go on great, to the Y line, Y. Good yeah. one. so I head on to Facebook and I go social media. Maybe this is one. Of- this is one of those times for you to shine. Mm-hmm. So I head on to the Y Y C Costco lovers group. Great page, and I post a picture of my daughter with the stuffy, and I say the stuffy's gone. Can somebody help? No word of a lie. Within a few hours, we had a hundred and thirty comments. We had people, we had more than a dozen people say, I have that critter. If you need Ooh. that critter, let me know. You can have him. That is huge. Long story short, one of the overnight workers found him, contacted my wife the next morning and said, I've got Larry. Wow. My wife hops in the car, drives over with my daughter and they go in, they can't find the the, the worker. They And then the worker found my wife and said, Hey, are you guys looking for Larry? And my daughter looks up and the girl was behind, the the worker was behind the desk yeah. and she saw Larry and she ran around the desk and grabbed Larry. And love said, ah. it. So we wanted to do something nice to return the favor. Mm-hmm. So in honor of all of the love and appreciation, as a big thank you, we are donating $200 to the Calgary Children's Foundation. Aww, oh my gosh, look at you, huge. On behalf of the YYC Costco Lovers Group. That is huge. As a big thank you. Woo! For everything that you guys did, and mostly, like, my heart, I, I was like the Grinch. My heart grew three sizes that day <laughs> because it was just, it was unbelievable, moved to tears with the, the amount of reaction.
1: That YYC out. Costco Lovers page, fantastic people on it, and I know the lady who found Larry, and her name is Donna Pratt. Yes. So, thank you, Donna, and everybody's faith in humanity has been restored, and Larry is safely home again.
0: Yes. No longer lost Larry. <sighs> yeah.